With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Homecoming Week, everybody. Alongside Eric Kane, Rob Lewis, and Brent Hubbs, I'm Austin Price for the Rocky Top Roundtable on this UConn Week. And... Uh, you know, this is a game where, you know, you have to find a way to kind of manufacture some intensity. It's a game you're a big favorite in, Brent. So how does Tennessee bring the intensity Saturday? Well, I think you got to be mature. I mean, this is where your leadership and your maturity of your football team has to show up. you got to go get your job done, get it done early, get your work done early, and, and get out. I think you should have learned a lesson from the Austin P game where you clearly weren't ready to play in that game. You found yourself in a 3-3 game at the end of the first quarter, a 10-point game at the half, not what anybody thought it would be. So I, I think the biggest thing you have to do, Austin, is you just have to be a mature football team. I like the fact that it's a noon start. I think that's good for Tennessee. Yeah, playing those early games has been really uh, beneficial, Rob, under Josh Heupel. They're the morning practice team, so they're used to getting up and getting out and getting their work in. Kind of works well with that noon early start. Yeah, I would think so this week. I mean, you. You always wonder a little bit about the crowd. I think homecoming helps with that. But I, I, I'm, I'm with Brent. I mean, I, I think if you're a mature football team, you're not going to need, you know, 102,000, you know, people in there going nuts to, to get motivated to go out there and, and take care of business, you know, at the start of November. You know, coming off a really good win, but you look down the, look down the last three weeks and, and some obvious challenges. So I'm, I, I echo Brent's point. It's about being mature this week, and I know we're going to get to it, AP, but being mature so that you can get to some youth and, and for the first time really all season, you know, see what you've got. Yeah, I mean, they're saying the right things uh, here in the early week. You know, we talked to some players on Monday and Tuesday, and they all said, you know, the questions was asked, you know, this is not an SEC game. How do you stay motivated? All that type of stuff. And they say, hey, it's, it, you know, it's the, the message, the, the, the preparation doesn't change week to week. Doesn't matter who we're playing. Um, you know, we've stressed that. We've talked about it as a team and all that. But, you know, deep down in the back of your mind, you know, uh, this is not Alabama. This is not some of the other teams you, that have been on the schedule already. So, but you also, as Brent pointed out, you, you remember the awesome P game and you don't want that to happen again. So, Again, it's easy to say, get in, get out, let the young guys go in and play, but you got to have that right mindset all week. And so far, at least for the players, it, it appears they have that. Kids kids love stats. They love to score touchdowns, last I checked, and, and, <laughs> and pile up yards. So one would think, hey, it's a game we can do that. Let's go do it. Um, Tennessee's quarterback situation, you know, for all the, the chatter out there a few weeks ago, has really kind of calmed down. Joe Milton's really started to play well. Halsey talked about it on Tuesday, just kind of letting him run and get hit a little bit. has kind of calmed him down. He's been a lot more accurate with the football. Yeah, I think fundamentally he's been better. And, and I know the contact thing, Joey Halsey said, gets him going and, and kind of settles, settles him into the game. And I think that's absolutely the case. But, Rob, I think the bigger thing is his footwork looks better. His eyes appear to be better. He just feels like he's starting to really get command of this offense. And, and I say that because I thought he played well in the first half against Alabama, and I thought he would play well for four quarters against Kentucky. I, I, I'll be the first to, to say it because I mean I've certainly been critical of him, and I mean a lot of people were after the after the Texas A&M game, after you know the Austin P game. But um, you know I give him all the credit in the world. And I think fundamentally, if you just look at it, he, he looks so much more comfortable. And I think you've got to give Halsley and, and, and Heupel you know credit for some of that. But but mainly Joe. I mean he had to hear some of the outside noise. I mean there's no. I mean I don't care how much you know guys talk about it. it in this town at that position, 
you can't escape it. And I, I give him a lot of credit for being mature, for, for, for staying focused. And I, I can't say enough about how poised, you know, steady he was at, at Kentucky. 18 to 21 from him. And it wasn't, he wasn't dinking and ducking. That, was, that wasn't cheap. He was averaging over 10 yards an attempt, which is not something we've seen from him and, and this offense this year. Eric, what helps that? A really good running game. And Tennessee's got a deep stable of backs. I wouldn't expect him to play long Saturday. I expect Cam Seldon to get some run yeah. and maybe a little Khalifa Keith. But, you know, Tennessee's got a, a nice stable to be able to just go, okay, hey, the starter's out, the second string guy's out. We can still turn to the third string guy and close out a game. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's a luxury. And, you know, Cooper May spoke on Monday and he said, hey, he knew – you know, in spring practice over the over the summer, fall camp, that this group is going to be special because you have a great blend of athleticism and speed and experience. I mean, Jabari Small has played a ton. Uh, he's kind of third fiddle to the other two, at least this, this last week. Jalen Wright's playing at a, a different level. He is becoming an all-around running back. He's put on some good weight. He hasn't lost speed. His vision's been really good. And then Dylan Sampson, the way he finishes, you mentioned just running through tacklers, bouncing off tacklers, and the, the confidence that the coaching staff and Joey Halsley and Josh Heupel have in Dylan Sampson to close out a game, I think it speaks volume. It was good to see this run game get back to where it was because, of course, it wasn't there against Alabama. Jabar, Jalen Wright Hubbard looks like me running to a Peter Millar sale. I mean, like, it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> I've seen that move. Uh, it's, I've never seen you cross the street. You tried to tackle place. me when we went to the Peter Millar store over in Nashville, yeah, and never, I did just that, walked right out of that arm. Yeah, I, I never saw you cross the street faster than you did that afternoon, that's for sure. Here's the amazing thing to me about the run game when I look at this, and I think it's a credit to Cooper Mays, but I also think it's a credit to the scheme and what you do. Rob, Tennessee's not been an explosive passing team, right? I mean, nope. they're not this team they were a year ago, yet they still end up with light boxes really every game and the opportunity to run the football. You would think at some point somebody says, you know what, let's see if you complete five, can complete five deep balls on us. But nobody seems to want to do that right now. Kentucky routinely was in a light box against Tennessee's run game. I, I don't have an answer for that because you're right. I mean, I just mentioned Joe Milton averaged 10 yards in attempt. You know, that, that has not been Tennessee's offense. They've been 13th in the league in, in yards per attempt. It's only Auburn has, has been worse in that. So that, that begs the question: Why are opposing defenses doing? I mean, what are they afraid of? I mean, what have they seen? And and you're right. And and another kind of. You know, squirrely thing about the run game, Hubbard, that I think has been impressive, is how many different guys have been in and out of the offensive line, and they still lead the SEC in rushing. Yeah, and Eric, they do it really unique-wise. When, when a lot of different stuff, it's pulling guards, it's pulling yep. tackles, it's pulling tackles and tight ends. It's really unique from a schematic standpoint that seems like it, defenses have a hard time grasping sort of what they're doing, because it's not just the most physically dominant Mull the you know bull rush or, or maul the guy across from you, if you will. Yeah, and I mean this has been Josh Hopper's offense, you know, at least here at Tennessee that you know we've covered the last three years. It's it's that type of folding with the tackle, you know, looping up under, going and blocking a linebacker. It's pulling a guard, kicking the end man out on the line of scrimmage. It's taking an H back and McCallum Castles, for instance, you know, going across the uh, the face of the center and taking a linebacker and putting him in the dirt. I mean it's it's really unique. You know, credit to Glenn Ellerby, Josh Heupel, it's a system and all that, but Tennessee's really good in that regard. Ollie Lane and, and you know John Campbell had the down block, excuse me, it was Gerald Mincy had the down block and Ollie Lane had the nice kick out block to creep that crease for Jalen Wright in his first 52-yard touchdown run. Tennessee's really good in that respect. And so if you're a defensive end, head on a swivel because there's gonna be a guy coming and pulling and trying to kick you out and it's difficult to defend. You know who I feel sorry for this week? The tackles for UConn and the quarterback. Because they didn't get home last week, and you can bet Tennessee is going to – those defensive linemen are going to be 
bringing the heat Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think UConn will try to max protect, so we'll see what Get Tennessee answers. And we'll see what the answer is for Tennessee's answer against seven men, you know, offensive line fronts. Um, you know, in the secondary, they got to tighten some things up. They got to get healthier. Uh, Austin, that's why you got to play some youth, in my opinion, early in this game in the secondary. But yeah, that defensive front, I would say Rodney Garner will have them amped up and ready to roll after uh, only getting the one sack and really not getting a lot of pressure. They never made Devin Leary uncomfortable a week ago in Kentucky. Yeah, and you can just tell when G walked off the field, he was he was none too happy about that exact stat. Um, what? Give me one youth guy. One young guy that, that you want to see, or you, you think we're talking about having had a few splash plays um, that's a freshman that hasn't played to this point? Give me, and I'm going to take your guy, give me Cam Selden. And we talk about this run game all the time and how it's so great with Jalen Ride, Jabari Small, and Dylan Sampson. Haven't seen a whole lot of Cam Selden. Of course, he's on the kickoff return team. This is a great game to see what you have in him, kind of how far he's come since fall camp, and get him some, some, some little run there in the second half, no pun intended, see what he can do. I'll take Cam Selden. Uh, assuming he gets, gets on the field a lot in the second half, which I think he should, Caleb Harry. I'd like to see you know, what, what can Caleb do. Can, just simply, can he win some one-on-ones and, and flash it in the backfield? Well, I think everybody wants to see the quarterback, right? And, and if he gets on the field, so I, I think it's about where Nico is. If you're not talking about a first-year player, or, or I mean a, a freshman player, I, I want to see where Dante Thornton is back-to-back weeks, yeah. right? Addison Nichols. And then do we see the D. Williams three or four offensive no. snaps? Against they get, UConn? I, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes, Put a little something on film. Put it on film because you're not going to see it again yeah. at Missouri. And you're not going to see it against Georgia. It's a great game to do just that. A great game for D. Williams. I would say all of the above. Because, I mean, like, I did name I, I would ask, I I'd ask, I'd add Ethan Davis in there, you know, if Alec Ablin gets him to the field. I mean, you know, I think all those, uh, all those names are, you know, people that could make plays that haven't made plays. As far as a, a guy that's an old, that's a year older, I would go Addison Nichols. That's yeah. the guy. Tennessee's got to continue to figure out what they have. And Nichols, Masai Reddick, you know, Vice and Lane. And Nichols should be the first one up. He yeah, should be the first because he's the one backup up. to Ollie Lane right now with uh, Andre Kurek out for a, a significant amount of time. That's it for the Rocky Top Roundtable for this week. We'll be back next week, Missouri week. We'll see you on homecoming over at Neyland Stadium, everybody. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.